as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the six fold Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bored as Hell podcast I'm Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot And I'm Andy Wilson, also a Big Shiny Robot And we got two movies for you this week um, We'll let you guess which one we're gonna spend most of our time on uh, but we've got The Infiltrator, which is a drug, narcotics, undercover operation with Brian Cranston, as well as the Ghostbusters reboot, which we've been waiting for for years, has been off-maligned by the internet, the geeks who live in their mom's basement. <laughs> and uh, But it's finally there out there for us to see and talk about. But we're going to save that for the end. Uh, we're going to talk about The Infiltrator, which is... A 1980s period piece uh, starring Brian Cranston as Robert Mazur. This is based on a true story. He was an undercover agent with the U.S. Customs Department. He is on the eve of his retirement and about to go home and decides, hey, I'm going to do one last big case. So he partners up with uh, his partner, Emir Abreu, who's played by John Leguizamo, and they decide to go after the biggest cartel of all, the cocaine trade by Pablo Escobar. And he has kind of an interesting idea. You know, everyone's been going after the drugs. You know, you bust a dealer, get their boss, get their boss, and so on and so on and up. Um, but he decides, hey, let's go after the money. So he becomes a money launderer who uh, starts to, you know, get in touch with you know, small guys and kind of you know, works up from there, but goes a different route and eventually not only takes down a whole empire, but also the corrupt banking cartel is helping them as well. Um, Andy, what do you think about this? I thought this was a really good movie. I mean, obviously you take Brian Cranston and drugs and put them together and you're going to have That's something. That's always a good time, yes. Yeah, it's always a good time. And Cranston really makes this movie. So does Leguizamo. So do some of the other members of the supporting cast. Amy Ryan as their hard-nosed Chief is great, and Benjamin Bratt, who I always felt was criminally underrated, uh, does just a, a great job here. And uh, so I think that's what you go see this movie for. Unfortunately, you think of movies about the dangers of going undercover and maybe getting too close to your, your targets and, and starting to feel sympathy for them. Yeah, well, this is not The Departed. Uh, you no. think about great movies about the drug trade and that are really intense and show both sides of them. Well, this is not Traffic. This is not Scarface. Uh, it, it, it really wants to be some of those movies, and it doesn't quite make it. Uh, but the performances are amazing, and the fact that this is actually a true story makes it all that more engaging. Uh, so I I was mostly entertained. There were a couple points where I found myself like wondering when we were going to get back to the good movie. Um, but this was overall pretty good. Yeah, my, my problem with this movie is, surprising as this sounds, this movie actually had three editors, and... It applauds a lot. What? Yeah, three had, editors. Had three editors, yes. But I don't know what they did because this movie just plods along and takes forever to get where it's going. And yeah. Yes, this is a great, great example of perfect acting. Brian Cranston could sit there and read the phone book and he'd be interesting and amazing. Uh, so that's, that's not the problem here. The problem is that 
it's a two-hour movie that could easily be an hour and a half. I mean, look, I love John Leguizamo. I think he's one of the most underrated actors out there. Um, but aside from the fact that he is there to introduce Brian Cranston to the first uh, the first connection he gets, he's pretty much useless after that. But they spend like a half hour on this whole side story with him and his being undercover, and I, I don't know why it's there. It doesn't really make sense. It has nothing to do with what's going on. I understand that in real life, his character actually played a big part in the story and what happened, but not in the movie. So I don't know if the real Robert Mazur, who wrote the book that the screenplay is based on, was like, well, you have to include him because he was important. That's the only reason I can think why he's there. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of good stuff here. It's, it's In certain ways, it's shot well, but it's just, yeah, it's there's too many dull moments where nothing's going on. And I can appreciate a movie that's very deliberately paced. Um, another issue is, you know, Donnie Brasco, The Departed, there's so many great movies out there that deal with undercover cops. And the whole reason why it's so engaging and so much fun is that there's always that underlying sense of danger. Like, oh crap, he might get his cover blown and be killed. With only two exceptions, this movie doesn't have that. It never feels like he's actually in danger, except for one part where he almost gets his cover blown at a restaurant on a date with his wife. Um, and the ending just, it seemed very contrived, like, oh, and here's the whole end, boop, here's a bow on the story, have a nice day. Um, I didn't hate the movie, though, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, nitpicking like crazy, just there were some very, very big things that stood out that are, are big problems, but, I mean, aside from those, it's, it's very well acted, it is an interesting story, I just wish they could have told it in a more concise and better way, I guess. Yeah, and, and I felt like maybe it was a little bit over the top of the violence, too. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem with movie violence, and I didn't have a problem with anything here, but it was pretty jarring the amount of, of blood that they went with for a lot of this. I think it, it just, in an attempt to ramp up the stakes yeah. and the drama, it just, it, it kind of had the opposite effect for me. It's like, oh... That's a lot of blood that got sprayed on Brian Cranston's face. That's interesting. Uh, it kind of takes me out of the movie for just just one second, uh, and and that's enough to to make me pause a little bit. But yeah, overall, I thought this was good. It just there are so many other better movies of this genre that this does not compare as favorably to. But it's very good, and it is a true story. And so if you like Brian Cranston, if you like Benjamin Bratt, if you like John Leguizamo, uh, you should go check this out. But I'm at like yeah, five, five and a half. I, well, I'll say five. Straight down the middle. Yeah. I'm at a 5.5. Again, this is not a bad movie, and I know I came off as kind of negative. Um, it's just when I see Brian Cranston and I see John Leguizamo and uh, Amy Ryan, who played his partner and... Um, Olympia Dukakis, who actually kind of steals the show, is his mother. Oh, she did. <laughs> oh, she's she's so much fun, and and she gets to meet these drug lords and has to play a part. And she just loves every scene she's in. Um, there's just so much talent here uh, that you kind of feel let down when it, it's not all on display. I mean, there's yes, the acting's incredible. So if you like good acting, trust me, Brian Cranston knocks out of the park. I mean, this is you know this is his movie version of Breaking Bad. Like, he goes from being a hard-ass, you know, 
you know, yelling at people, stuffing their face in a cake, literally, to being just kind of like worried, oh my god, what am I in, what's going on, what's happening, normal person that you would have to be when you go back to the normal life, so great acting, but everything else just kind of falls by the wayside, I mean, this director hasn't really done too much before, uh, so I don't know why they decided, oh hey, let's give you a sudden blockbuster movie, but it just falls flat, so I'm going to 5.5. If you like acting, go see it. It's a textbook, perfect movie for acting. But aside from that, it's it's a red box. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Now, something now. you definitely need to make sure that you check out in the theaters. And not only check it out in the theaters, check it out on the biggest 3D screen yes. that you can find. And this is one of the rare times I will say, invest in the 3D. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It... Uh, we'll we'll talk more about why, but Ghostbusters, uh, the remake reboot of the beloved franchise. Which look, Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies of all time, and th- this compares very favorably with that. And uh, director and co-writer Paul Feig here brings us a great Ghostbusters movie, helmed by four incredibly funny women. Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. Right, and for the all record, four of them. Yeah, I will go. I will go straight for Kate McKinnon if she'll go straight for me. Simple as that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wish Kate McKinnon would go straight. Oh wow! Anyway, um, yeah, or, 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 you know, I think it might be more. I'm I'm straight for Holtzman, her character. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, jeez, Holtzman. She just steals this movie. Anyway, uh, something strange is going on in their neighborhood. Uh, specifically, someone has created devices that seem to be opening up portals to ghosts. And uh, Kristen Wiig plays a professor on a tenure track at Columbia University who has some previous interest in the paranormal uh, and whose uh, whose tenure committee finds out about this history, and she tries to go to her old partner Melissa McCarthy to bury it. Well, turns out that Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon actually are finding out about these things, and they say, "Okay, you come with us and investigate this haunting, and and I'll bury it. I'll take it off Amazon. I'll take it off the web, and and you don't have to worry about it. You can get your tenure position." great then they actually encounter a ghost and she's like it's real it's really real um there's a a second instance where there's a ghost in the subway and leslie jones who is an mta worker comes to them and says hey i know y'all are a bunch of kick-ass scientists but i know the history of new york i know how to get around and i I got a car (laughs) so let me in your little club and and let's go let's go bust some ghosts. Um, one of the original criticisms of the movie, based on the trailer, was that Jones's character was was essentially an afterthought. And like, why doesn't she get to be the scientist? Why doesn't she get to be awesome? Uh, why is she playing the secondary character? What I loved about Jones, and what I loved about each of these four characters is not a single one of them was unnecessary. Nope. And all of them were incredibly well-written, incredibly well-fleshed out, 
all of them got their moments to shine, had their parts to play, and played them incredibly well. They all get funny parts, they all get serious parts, they all get a character arc. This is just a great movie front to back, which in the in the same way that Star Wars The Force Awakens kind of mimics the the plotting and pacing of the original Star Wars. This kind of beat for beat pays homage to the original Ghostbusters um, from the encounter with the Grey Lady in the uh, in the New York Public Library all the way to the final battle, uh, this time on Times Square instead of on Central Park's West. But um, this is just really funny, and I, I can't do much more to review this than to talk about how funny it is, but have a hard time explaining why it's so funny without ruining some of the jokes. Uh, Adam, can you can you explain better uh, how funny this is without without going too much into spoiler territory? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard because so like like, like Andy said the the movie does run the same paces as uh, the first Ghostbusters did. So if you kind of know how that movie plays out, which you should because it's a fantastic film, uh, you kind of know this one and. Some people may be giving it crap for that, but I'm like, like you mentioned too, it's like The Force Awakens did the same thing. It hit the same beats as the first Star Wars, but it still was its own thing. It was interesting. It was fun. Uh, I mean, this, oh God, like, so, so many people out there were hating on this and still hating on it who haven't seen it because it's ruining my childhood because there are women ghost busting. It's like... No childhood ruined here. Like, first of all, you're, if, if you are listening to this podcast and that's your point of view, just stop, delete the podcast, and stop listening because we don't want you as our fan base. Um, this movie is so fantastic. It's so well done. It's funny as hell. It's literally laugh out loud from the moment the movie starts until the end of the credits. And by the way, stay to the credits because there is an after credit scene that very, very nicely sets up a sequel. Yes, uh, it's it's so much fun, and it's I mean these are four of the funniest women in that that are acting right now. I mean, of course, Melissa McCarthy. We've seen her in Spy. We've seen her in Bridesmaids. Everything else, she's great. Kristen Wiig's funny, but this movie really belongs to Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones. Uh, Kate McKinnon, especially, she every time she's on the screen, she just steals the scene she's in. She's funny as hell. She's amazing. It's great because, you know, there's a lot of jokes that, you know, kids won't get. And actually, this is a pretty kid-friendly movie. It's PG-13. There are a couple, uh, I would say, scary moments. But the people who did the special effects for Ghost uh, for Goosebumps did it for this movie. So if your kids have seen Goosebumps, trust me, they can, they can probably watch this movie. I mean, it, there's very little language. There's not... There's one kind of adult joke that kids won't get that was really funny about when Kate McKinnon farts and she's like, oh, is it better or worse that if you know that it came from the front? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that was an amazing joke. But kids won't get it. And uh, it, it's fun as hell. But yeah, it's there's so much right with this movie. I mean, I, I've already seen it twice. I saw the press screening, went back and saw it uh, in IMAX 3D. And by the way, if you want to see this in IMAX, go see it this weekend because it will not be there for very long. Unfortunately... Uh, it's doing decently at the box office, but when we went and saw it, we were 
probably two of the only 20 people in the theater. Um, and it actually is worth the price of admission to go see 3D. Uh, it does some really cool special effects, uh, like they did with Oz the Great and Powerful, where things would kind of shoot out of the screen into the black bars, like the letterbox format. Uh, it does this with some of the ghosts, and also with the proton packs, and... Yeah, it's... This movie, I, I went in, actually, with pretty high expectations, because I love the actresses. Paul Feig is amazing. He's a great director. He knows how to direct Funny Woman. And it's... I went in with high expectations, and they got blown away. I had so much fun with this. It's easily my favorite movie of the summer. Uh, I'm probably going to go see it again today. Just just run out there, have fun, and enjoy this movie. I, oh, I've been debating what I'm doing as far as a rating goes, but I, I have to go with it. I'm going to say this is a 10. I've done this twice before this year, but I absolutely 100% love this movie. I, I respect that, and uh, and I will. I'm just slightly lower than that at a nine. And um, first, let me before I tell you why I'm at a nine rather than a ten. Let me agree with you on on some of these things. One of the problems with the 3D process is wearing those sunglasses in the theater. A yes. lot of stuff get, tends to get washed out. And I had this problem with The Jungle Book, which was another gorgeous movie. But the entire end of that movie was in the dark and stuff got washed out. Guess what? The ghosts here, because they're kind of this great day glow fluorescent uh, thing going on, it, it doesn't happen. And you can still see all the detail. And it's actually really bright and really fun. Um, I took my 11-year-old daughter to it. She loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And uh, so I think that's the age where it's definitely appropriate. Uh, I didn't take my 8-year-old son. Thought it might be a little too scary for him. He's He'd probably be okay. But um, I think I think 10, maybe 9, know your kid. But uh, that's probably where, where you can be for... Uh, seeing this in the theater and, and being mm-hmm. all right. Um, but if if you're at all worried, take the older kids, leave the younger kids at home, and then introduce it to them when uh, when they're a little older on home video. Um, I mean, geez, I watched the original Ghostbusters, which was pretty scary. I mean, with the, you know, with the Gozer dogs and... Oh, yeah, um, that scene where they pulled Sigourney Weaver into the, in the bedroom. I, oh my that gosh! That scared the crap out of me when I was when I was like thirteen. <laughs> it still scares me. That's still like a really scary sequence. I mean, the way they do that and like and and they scare you with the stupidest things, like eggs popping out of their shells and oh, yeah. the the refrigerator glowing. I mean, it's like you look back on it, it's like that was kind of cheesy, but it's still awesome, and they do a great job uh, building that suspense. They do the exact same thing here. It's really obvious that, that both Feig and the four leads all really know the source material and love the source material, and they made a Ghostbusters movie that is undeniably... A Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I the the things that I can compare this to. Uh, I think about the Star Trek reboot and how it was different. It was its own thing, 
but it was very definitely Star Trek. And uh, I think they had bigger shoes to fill there because they had to, you know, replace Captain Her- Kirk and uh, and Mr. Spock and and put new people into those roles. Here you have new characters that are, are new and different. And it, I was a little worried that it was going to be like, oh, well, Kate McKinnon's going to be the Venkman character. Yeah, yeah, she's not Venkman though. She's so much more. Holtzman is Holtzman is like part Venkman, part Egon, part her own thing, and and that's the case with each of them. And they're all so incredibly good in those in those characters that they've set up. I mean, and and I've been in love with some of these actresses for years. I mean, I've been watching Melissa McCarthy since she was on the Gilmore Girls. And, uh, you know, in love with Suki St. James from from that time. Uh, Now, here's the only nitpicks that I have with the movie. It knows its source material so well, and there's so much here in the movie that is kind of fan service-y. Some of it, okay, some of the fan service is completely organic to the story. And that's where it goes right. Uh, a lot of the members of the original Ghostbusters cast show up in the movie, and when they do, and it is not jarring, it is so incredibly good. Mm-hmm. But there is one of the cameos, and I won't—I'm not going to say which one or who shows up. But one of them was a little jarring for me, and it pulled me out of the movie, and it made me remember: oh, hey, you're watching a movie that is a reboot of a movie that you love rather than it just being, Oh, you're enjoying this experience. So that didn't work for me. Um, and, and there were a couple of other little things like that. Um, like Adam, the, the scene where they're fighting, uh, the, the balloons, um, that are yeah. Sh- yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I didn't need that, but I guess. Um, again, it kind of pulled me out. And the other thing, there were a couple of instances of product placement in this movie, one of which was for Papa John's. Now, I'm not saying anything. See, that's the only one I saw, though. Like, which of the ones did you see? Because yeah. I was thinking back and I was like, I can't remember which other big ones kind of popped up well there there weren't any others that were anywhere near as jarring okay. but the, the the i guess the big problem i have is this is kind of dumb but like what self-respecting new yorker orders pizza from papa john's <laughs> you know, they're supposed to be there in in new york and that uh, and and the camera just lingered ever so lovingly on those red and white boxes. Again, I'm not saying anything about Papa John's. That's fine. And I understand that's that's part of the movie is you have these promotional tie-ins. It just wasn't done very deftly. And again, when you get taken out of the movie for just that one second and it ruins the illusion, I didn't like that. But like those those two or three moments, those are the only complaints that I have. The characters were great. The writing was great. It was funny. It was action-packed. It was scary. Uh, There's nothing wrong with this movie except for those tiny, tiny little bits. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm at at a 9 out of 10. Yeah. There's a 
you know, I actually liked some of the throwbacks to the first movie, kind of the the, the winks and nods to uh, longtime fans, and I will say the one of the moments that's very very fleeting, and you have to keep an eye on it, is uh, they do a great uh, little tribute to Harold Ramis, uh, mm-hmm. and that was that was amazing. The only cameo I didn't like, all the Ghostbusters have cameos. I mean, that's that's kind of known. They've already said that. Uh, Dan Aykroyd was unnecessary and really, really annoying. That was actually the only one part I didn't like. Yeah, uh, that's the one. That's, that's the one that's, that I was talking yeah, about. And that's the reason why I'm so glad they didn't just do like, oh, we're going to bring all the old Ghostbusters back and make a new Ghostbusters movie because we don't want to see that. We don't need to see, you know, old chubby Dan Aykroyd running around with a proton pack. That's not what we... That's not what this franchise needed. What it needed was a fresh new take that, based on, again, stay through the credits because based on what happens at the very, very end, they are going to kind of tie this together and make it all make sense as far as with the original films and everything else. Um, but yeah, it's it's so much fun. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, it's interesting. It's, again, Kate McKinnon steals the movie. She's Every scene she's in, she's amazing. And for everyone, I, I was I, I hopped the line really fast while we were talking. And yes, this is critics are loving it. It's getting great reviews. Do not listen to if you go like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Do not look at the fan reviews because all it is is a bunch of these little annoying geeks who live in their mom's basement who are bitching about this movie because it's not the Ghostbusters I grew up with and rah rah rah. And the funny thing is, this movie handles that very well. There's tons of jokes about. You know, oh, online people who are complaining about, you know, bitches ain't gonna bust no ghosts kind of thing. And I, I won't go too far into this, but the bad guy is literally what you would... The epitome of every single kid in their mom's basement who is complaining about this movie. I mean, they, they address it very, very deftly. Uh, so ignore, ignore user reviews, because these are people who are just going and giving it... A bad score because they haven't seen it and they won't see it because it's a travesty. No, this movie is so much fun. I mean, I, I've only given two movies this year a 10. Uh, I probably would have given Midnight I think, eh, Midnight Special I think was up there, but I, I, I loved it. I'm going to go surprise see it again in about an hour from now. I mean, it's, I, 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 every single moment I'm in that theater, I was just like a kid having fun, giddy as hell, and the moment it got done, I was like, can we go see it again? That's, and that's the highest praise I can give something that I want to go see it again and again and again. That's, it's it's just perfect. I can't I, I can't find anything wrong with it. Yeah, and and there are you know you mentioned some of the cameos. A question for you, Adam: Which cameo was better, Sigourney Weaver in Finding Dory or Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters? Oh, Ghostbusters. And we won't tell you where it happens or how it happens, but uh, we'll just say that warning lights are for dudes. <laughs> oh my gosh, she was she was so great, wasn't she? Oh my she gosh, was great. Uh, yeah. And again, I, I want to talk about it more, but there there are some moments that you just need to experience for yourself. Oh, and, bef- and before we finish up, we have to talk about how amazing was Chris Hemsworth as the oh, yeah. receptionist. We uh, I was watching uh, Graham Norton a couple weeks ago, and they had Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and Leslie Jones on there, and he was like. You're all really funny woman, but how annoying was it that Chris Hemsworth was very, very funny? And they're like, oh my god, he was so amazing. We thought, you know, he is funny in the same way that a kid who was getting beat up in school every day and had to be funny to get off the the, uh, the playground 
to keep from getting his ass kicked. I mean, they're like, he is like a perfect person. And in this movie, he is so funny. And yes, we saw the little, uh, the trailer showing who he was and how he, you know, kind of, what kind of character he was. And he plays a bigger part than I thought. It's every time he's on screen, I mean, he, he, he and Kate McKinnon just need to go to movies together. And he, actually, he needs to do a lot more comedies because he's got perfect timing. Go see it. Just ignore the haters. Listen to your friends. Every single person I've talked to, uh, with the exception of one critic who hates fun, uh, has loved this movie. So just just go see it. Have a good time. Go on date night. Go by yourself. But if you can, please, please, please go see it. IMAX 3D. Uh, it's, it's great. There, there are some other... Um smaller roles in this movie too that are just great like Zach Woods uh, from uh, Veep and mm-hmm. Silicon Valley he's uh, he's essentially this movie's version of uh, the librarian from from the first movie he's the first person to encounter yep. a ghost he's great Ed Begley Jr. is uh, the owner of the museum or the curator of the museum that, that they're at he's great uh Oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's Tywin Lannister from yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, he's the dean. He's, cool. he's the dean. He's he's. There's just they pack so much into this movie, and all of it is good. It, it just absolutely so much fun. Uh, yeah, I can't recommend this movie enough, and I I think the best thing about this is all the people who are hating on this movie are never going to enjoy it. I think that's the best reward. You here's this awesome thing. You hate it so much. If there's no place in your heart for Ghostbusters in 2016, then you can just go on being a miserable person. That's completely fine with me. You you, you can go hug yourself basically. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should go hug yourself because you definitely need some hugs. Some hugs. And other things. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely need to get hugged really, really, really badly. And that, that's, for those who don't know, that's a, that's a radio way of saying something very, very much more, <laughs> uh, much naughtier. Go uh, hug yourself, Adam. <laughs> oh, I will. Anyways, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Please go see this movie. It's so much fun, and it's... It, it needs to do well because this is hilarious, and I want a sequel. I really want to see what happens next, especially with how they set it up to kind of play more with what's been going on in the, the Ghostbusters universe. Well, I think I think they will. I mean, they're they're coming in second place in the box office this week to Secret Life of Pets, but they're going to top out at almost fifty million, and yeah. that's a great opening. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that. Secret Life of Pets edged it out. So see, I was I was right in negging Secret Life of Pets a little bit more, and it's all you people who hyped it up more. No, I'm just kidding. It's probably people throwing their kids in Secret Life of Pets and then going to see Ghostbusters, which is what you should do. Yeah, which honestly, though, like you know, again, Ghostbusters has a PG-13 rating, and I I literally think it could have been rated PG. I mean, there there are some scary moments, uh, and there's. You know, they say shit one time. I mean, and we're not saying that to be a bad word. I mean, that's yeah, that's not worthy. I mean, if Titanic can get a PG thirteen rating, showing bare breasts, you know, why is I don't know. It's the MPA sucks again. Like we've said before, go watch the documentary. This film is not yet rated, and it'll get you angry about the 
MPAA. So. Well, they probably wanted to go for a PG-13 movie because I can guarantee you if they had come out with a PG-rated Ghostbusters, then all of the people complaining about it would be like, oh, they gutted the movie. Now it's family-friendly because it's women in charge. No, I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm less concerned about the rating and more worried about the content. And uh, this, this movie's great. It's just absolutely great. And yeah, I mean, my kids are really into spooky stuff. They like playing Five Nights at Freddy's and Undertale and uh, digging around on the internet for creepy pasta. So they're into all of that stuff. And and so this was right up their alley in the same way that the original Ghostbusters was right up my alley when I was their age. That was the movie that taught me to swear. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I learned so many naughty things from watching Ghostbusters. They will, they will unfortunately learn fewer naughty things because there were fewer naughty things in this movie. But that's, that's okay. It's a great yeah. movie, and it's so 2016 while keeping all of the fun and all of the things that we loved about the original one and updating them. It's great. So in case you missed it, uh, our, our go-to recommendation is go see Ghostbusters. Duh. And go see it again and again and again. <laughs> and again and again and again. <laughs> so, all right, well, that'll, that'll wrap up this week. Uh, again, go see Ghostbusters, please. It's good. Uh, we've got a lot next week. We've got uh, Star Trek Beyond, which yes. I'm excited for. It's uh, uh, sadly one of Anton Yelchin's last films, and so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. Uh, Ice Age Collision Course, which I'm not excited to see. Uh, Lights Out, which is the kind of horror movie about this ghost that can only get you in the dark. And finally, what I'm excited for, and I hope it's good, I will be seeing this on Tuesday, is Absolutely Fabulous, the movie, uh, which is based on the British TV series that is, well, absolutely fabulous. And <laughs> and two, two old women who think they're everything and go about and ruin people's lives so yes it's a movie about horrible people yes so all right well that'll take us to the end and uh thanks for listening go see ghostbusters again go see it i'm kidding uh and while you see it hail satan and have a lovely afternoon f you angry video game nerd punk ass tripping but it's all right homie scored a key he's gonna fly What did you say your name was? Vince Clortho, Keymaster of Gozer. Vince, you said before you were waiting for a sign. What sign are you waiting for? Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large and moving torb. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. Many shubs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs>